I'm a pretty simple person. I usually don't think about social change or the influence I have. Um, based on what I do, like I don't do things for to influence or to change people. It's more about um, I'm not that narcissistic, <laughs> but uh, I think it's more about passion. So I just follow my passion and and try to make myself happy. And best case, I'm successful and I get to dance for stars. And best case, people see it and people feel inspired by my life and also follow their own passion. If that is my social change, maybe maybe that's how I contribute to the world by living a happy life and follow my passion and my heart and maybe inspire other people to do the same, you know, follow their heart. Just be truthful for yourself and, and just try to make yourself happy, you know, in this day and age. That was Viet Dang, this week's guest. This is Running Remixed on The Caroline Gleick Show a special four-part series to showcase how a diverse group of athletes uses running to maximize their training and practice. We'll hear how they live, work, train, and incorporate running for about 30 minutes, which is designed to accompany you while you run. Then we'll hear from trainer Don Salandino, and he will guide us through a 15-minute strength training workout inspired by each athlete to celebrate how running remixed helps them stay fit, active, and healthy. This series is brought to you in collaboration with On to celebrate the launch of the new CloudX shoe. Lightweight and ultra-reactive, the CloudX is designed to be your secret weapon for short, high-tempo runs and mixed-movement workouts. It features CloudTech, Swiss-engineered technology that turns impact into acceleration, expanding as you lift off for impact protection, increased propulsion, and explosive takeoffs. On was born in the Swiss mountains and is committed to sustainability and responsibility for people and the planet. Viet Dang is an internationally known hip-hop dancer, dance teacher, and choreographer. Ethnically Vietnamese and raised in Switzerland, Viet has danced at the Grammys and for artists such as Rihanna, Christina Aguilera, Nelly Furtado, Justin Timberlake, among others. He's worked with many artists as a movement coach and has taught professional dancers, artists, actors, and fitness instructors, all facets of movement, development, and principles. And if you haven't started your run yet, it's time to get moving. So Viet, welcome to the show. Hi, Calvin. <laughs> I had a chance to check out some of your YouTube videos, and they just made me want to get up and move. And your passion for dance and movement is so evident. So Tell me a little bit more about what you do. Um, it's just basically what you see, right? Um, I'll, I'll teach dance classes and master classes all around the world. And uh, I started in Switzerland first, and then it got bigger. It ended up in, in uh, Italy, Poland, Argentina. And then at one point, I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time to go to America. And then I moved to America and then tried it out there because I wanted to wanted to compete with the best of the best. And then I found an agent and um, luckily enough, I suddenly was on stage with Viana, you know, like for the X Factors, one of my first jobs. So, and and ever since it's developed, you know, I'm starting like, like working in the sh industry, like show this industry, people start asking you to like do movement coaching or coaching artists or coaching actors and um, TV, film, commercial music videos. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> That's so cool. It sounds like 
um, just a really interesting job that, and it's really cool that you've been able to work with so many stars. What's your favorite part of being a dancer and choreographer? Um, my favorite part is, well, my favorite part is the fact that, and that I can, you know, live out of my passion. I think the fact that I have a passion, which is dance and the fact that it's, it's, it's paying my life. I think that's, that's a luxury that, um, not a lot of people have, right? Because people come out, a lot of people come out with a dream and then it never happens and they ought to have to have a second job. So already that is my favorite part. And then like just doing arts, doing things that you really love and get paid for it. That's what more can you ask for? Right. right. Yeah. It's <laughs> I feel the same way. It's really gratifying to be able to wake up and work for yourself and to build your own business. And then when you can do what you love and to work from the heart, I think that that just has a huge way to create a positive change in the world. How long have you been in the U.S.? I moved to the year to, um, 2011, so not far like when you moved to LA, basically I moved to LA as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what? So, do you speak many languages? Yes, I speak. Um, well, I speak a few languages. Yeah, because growing up in Switzerland, you you learn Swiss German, right? And you have to learn French and English. Wow. And um, my parents are Vietnamese, so I had to learn Vietnamese. So I spoke four languages, and then I always had an affinity for languages. It's one of my other hobbies, by the way, and so. When I started teaching dancing everywhere in Italy and Spain and, and Poland, I felt like, you know, there was always a disconnect with, uh, with, there was always a language barrier. So I was like, you know what, in order for me to be a better dance teacher, I'll try to, as much as I try to teach them something, maybe I should learn their language first and their culture and the way of thinking. So um, already knowing um, French, I was like, you know what, let's try Italian. So I learned Italian and I started speaking Italian. And because I spoke Italian, I got more jobs in more cities because I was the teacher who knows how to speak Italian. And then I was like, oh, it's easy. Let's do Spanish as well. So I did a thing with Spanish. And then I remember like starting in Barcelona first. And they were like, yeah. And then from Barcelona, I went to like, like to Saragossa and then like to like little villages where people didn't speak any word of English, like, uh, um, like, Lleida, you know, and then um, Valencia and Madrid and Mallorca and like Ibiza was easy, but because we speak English there. But yeah, so I was traveling all around Europe at the end, and and because of my language knowledge, yeah. So I speak seven. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot about um, just the privilege it is, like because I speak English, like I haven't had to become fluent in other languages. And I have to give you so much kudos because that takes just a lot of intelligence and a lot of time to learn those languages. And it's so cool that you're able to communicate with so many different people in their native tongue. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's, you know, like, it's almost like, I think dancing is also a language, you know, I think it's, it's a body language. So I consider that I mean, and the thing is like, it's, I think it's, it's like it, every language is just takes time. You know, and if you go to a country, when you starve, you have to learn that language. It's either starving or, or learn a language. So, um, and I think when, as it, we just forget sometimes when you're kids, you just learn, you have two or three years to perfectionize the language, you know? And when we get older, we 
impatient about it and we want in three months we want to speak it or like perfectly that's definitely i think like and um i think that's like a wrong perception like you should let's like i got lucky because when i when when i grew up in switzerland i learned like two languages at the same time already you know like german and vietnamese and then in switzerland you have to learn a third language after four years of school so it was french and so I grew up with the languages, so it's easier. And it's hard if you like you know, grab a book and then learn, learn a, a language from scratch. Yeah. Well, I loved what you said about dance being another language because experts say, I've read a study that 80% of our communication is nonverbal. And so 100% what you said about dance, that is so true. And to be able to have that that so then I guess you speak seven languages, right? <laughs> if you include dance. <laughs> so how in what ways, in what other ways do you think that dance can contribute to social change? Um I don't know. I'm I'm a pretty simple person. Um I usually don't think about social change or the influence I have um, based on what I do. Like I don't do things for to influence or to change people. It's more about um I'm not that narcissistic, <laughs> but uh, but the more I think it's more about passion. So I just follow my passion and and try to make myself happy. And best case, I'm successful with it. With it, you know, and I get to dance for stars, and I get to make and 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 best case, people see it, and best pay, best case, people feel inspired by my life and also follow their own passion. You know, so if if that is my social change, maybe maybe that's how I I con contribute to to the world by living a happy life and follow my passion and my heart and maybe inspire other people to do the same. You know, follow their heart. It doesn't have to be dance; it could be anything. You know, but just just be truthful for yourself and and just um, try to make yourself happy. You know, in this day and age, you know, I don't I. Because if I try to think like, how do I change the world? The concept is so big. It's too overwhelming. It's just too much pressure to do. I'm rather just like think step by step and in small terms. So I make myself happy and I might get successful by doing so. And maybe other people, my peers, my friends see that as well. And they feel inspired by it. And they're like, okay, I want to make myself happy too, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think just in today's society where so many people are like chasing that bigger paycheck and they're trying to get the million dollar house, I think that following your passion and staying true to yourself is a form, is a radical form of of creating social change. And the other thing I think is super cool about what you do and what I saw from your videos is the way that dance and music can bring people from all different walks of life and all different parts of the world together. And yes. I think that togetherness and that joy and the heart and the passion you put into everything, to me, it seems like it's having a profound effect. So thank you for bringing that into the world. Thank you. Thank you. What accomplishments yeah. in your career are you most proud of or in life? Um, there's many things. I mean, there's many things. You know, it's not about the accolades or the stars I'm working with. It's more for me like trying to be, we, we know, I'm, we, we all know about like the, the bright lights, you know, of showbiz industry, of like being on stage or or like being 
um, and the spotlight. And people are sometimes willing to do things <laughs> that are not um, healthy for themselves or other people. And so for me, one thing that I'm really proud of is like I've always been truthful to myself, you know, or trying to be truthful to myself and not trying to cut any corners, you know, and still get to where I am, you know, and that's something like I can still look in the mirror every day and, and, and be and look at my face and say, okay, yeah, right, it's good. So that's for me, my biggest accomplishment. Yeah. Oh, no, I really appreciate that, that honesty and truth, because I think so many people just chase those externalities, you know, trying to get the most likes and the followers, and they measure their success by these vanity metrics. But at the end of the day, to be able to go to bed and to look yourself in the mirror and be happy about the person you are and live your truth. I I love how you answered that question. What have been some mistakes or failures that you've made along the way forging this untraditional path? And what have you learned from them? Well, being the thing is one of the biggest mistakes that I think is like to be like unpatient and impatient and overly ambitious, you know, like, like with myself, you know, like it's always I'm very like perfectionistic and harsh to myself. And that's one of the because I sometimes push myself too hard to the point where you injure yourself or you hurt yourself or you're not, or like you criticize yourself too much. Like you're never good enough. You're never good enough. And then you end up not doing something because you think you're not good enough. But in fact, you are good enough. You know, you just have to go out there and show yourself and let, let people decide. Let destiny take its course. You, know, you don't have to. Um, that's the thing about like people overthinkers. I don't know like even like with way smarter people it's even like worse where they like like they go through all the scenarios that are possible and it doesn't matter how smart you are you're not you're not able to like go through all the scenarios that are possible because you don't know you're just like so now i'm trying to simplify my life i'm like okay does it make joy like almost like mary Connell, like does that what i want to do spark joy you know yes it does spark joy i follow it and i'll see where it goes you know and not trying to like overthink or over or over over anything. I don't even try to compare myself with others. So yeah. So um, one of my biggest mistakes is like take things just when things when you're ready for it, it'll come. You know. So take your time and be nice to yourself. Be gentle to yourself. Myself. That's one of the advice I would give myself nowadays. <laughs> yeah, that self-compassion piece is so important. And it's something I think many athletes and many really high performing people struggle with. You spoke a little bit about injuries and setbacks and what kind of injuries have you had and how have you dealt with them? Well, um, yeah, so it's just, it's just to go back to what you just mentioned, you're like, yeah, sometimes we're so at athletes or like, performance we're just so goal driven you know we only think about the goals and the results it's almost like and 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 everything else is like you just do everything just to get there and and sometimes your body pays the price in my case it's this like i have a huge scar here mm -hmm. so um i was preparing for a tour and i really really wanted to like be able to do this the gainer you know what a gainer is yeah, when you jump off a cliff or a, and you do the backflip, like going forward. Yeah, it's like a backflip. It's a backflip, but with just one leg. So you run and you kick one leg in the air and you go the gainer. 
and I managed to do it, you know, but I was unpatient because I want to do, do it like better. And I keep doing it over and over again, like five times in a row. And on the fifth time, I just landed on my arm and it just flipped on the other side, like here. And I was on the floor and I'm like, oh, and you don't, the thing is you don't like, I don't know if you ever broke something, but you don't realize that you, it doesn't hurt until you realize it's broken, mm -hmm. right? So I saw my arm on the other side of my, on the, my left arm on the right side of my body. And I was like, hmm, I'm not that flexible, am I? So then I pushed it back and I went, oh, it's not listening to me. And then I realized, oh shit, I just broke it. And then the pain shot into my brain basically. And I'm like, oh, it's hurting. So um, yeah, and yeah, that's, that's one of the prices I paid <laughs> by being overly ambitious and unpatient. So yeah, but also like other injuries, like, you know, like, like it's like small injuries sometimes. Oh, you're younger, I'm like, I don't need to warm up, you know, it's like just right, get, get into the dance right away or like just small things. And um, the older you get, the more you use your body. You just, you just have to learn that body maintenance is as important as, as training, you know? Yeah. If well, not more important. <laughs> I agree completely. Yeah. I have to do like more weightlifting now and more yoga and stretching in between my workouts. Now I'm 34 and I had a major knee injury last year. I had ACL reconstruction. So I've been dealing with that. Um, it's been tough because it's just ACL has taken a really long time. Yeah. But, you know, it's also a time when you can rediscover another part of yourself too. So Yeah, exactly. You know, when you're not training, like I love to be in the mountains like for 20 or 30 or 40 hours. <laughs> like if I could do what I really want, I would just be in the mountains training all the time, climbing up the mountains and running. But I have to pace myself because, yeah, it's a long career that I want to have and a long life of movement. So what other tips do you have then for injury prevention and, and, re and, and recovery too? Yeah, so... For me, well, since we're talking about ages, um, I'm 41 now. <laughs> and the only reason why I'm still dancing is um, I luckily discovered very early um, osteopathy. Mm. Do you know what that is? I do not. I don't know what that is. It's, um, how can I say that? It's, um, it's not chiropractor. So he doesn't force your body back into like, like what he does, I don't know exactly what he does, but he works. So I'm happy with it. But they actually like reprogram your body to go back into your the, the set, your, your neutral position, you know? So if you like, for example, the reason why I don't like chiropractors, for example, like if you have a bad habit, let's say you always you have a bad habit, you go to the chiro chiropractor, he, uh, he uh, readjusts you, but your bad habit is still there. So within a short time, you will have the same problem again because your habit is still the same. You know, maybe you still, you, you tend to lend forward when you walk, whatever. What the, what the osteopath does is he reprograms your body to like readjust itself, hmm. you know? So your body learns like not to lean forward all the time or not tend to walk on the left. So, and then, so you don't only not only does your body learns to readjust itself, but it also stops doing the bad habits. So, and with dancing, um, yeah, I go like every, I used to go every month or like every six weeks, I try to go there and just like, like to like realign myself basically. 
So that's one of the main thing. And then um, for myself, I do a lot of like um, calisthenics, like body body like body weight workout, and um, also um, a lot of stretches and foam rolling and <laughs> fascia massages and those things. Yeah, and yoga at times. Do you have, you mentioned the foam roller. Are there other tools that you use for the myofascial release? Yes. Um, I don't know, this product doesn't exist here, but um, <laughs> this, for example, it's, it's an invention from Japan. Mm-hmm. And so you can adjust those balls and you just lay on it on your back and you put it here. Do you know so what really- this is called? No, I don't know. I mean, no, I don't know how it's called. It's like this is a Japanese name for it. And I and I went to Japan this this December, and and yeah, it releases my hips a lot because I get tight lower back, and my hips hurt. Like, if, but if you want to know, I can try to find the link how I order it, and I can send it to you. If, that if, would be cool. So it's this like wooden device that has yes. like two balls in these little um, inserts. So you can move them around. Yeah. It looks like. And it, yes. it kind of looks like um, like a tennis ball size, right? Yeah, exactly. or maybe a little smaller. But they're are they really hard? They're they're wood, right? They're the hard, whole way yeah. through, they're hard. That looks yeah. really nice for the psoas too. Exactly. Because That's why I use it for the psoas is like so neglected for most people, and doing that like abdominal massage can be so uncomfortable, but. So much of my lower back pain and posture problems and all these difficulties can come from that area, but it's a really tricky area to release myofascially. Exactly. So I was I was very frustrated about it, and then when I went to Japan, I saw people laying on it, and I I do it, and now whenever my kicks are higher too because of that now, you know, because it's yeah, it's it's everything is connected, right? So um, I just lay on it and watch TV front and back and then i adjust it slowly and then i release it yeah if i found it i I can try to find a link and send it to you later that would be awesome i'd love to include it in the show notes because like we have my husband is also he's an athlete he's a triathlete and a mountaineer and so we have like a closet full of like all these different massage like different kinds of rollers and like rolling pins and all these things and so that looks like a cool thing to add to our (laughs) our closet arsenal of recovery tools (laughs) yeah do it that's super cool um so how do you build your workout schedule then um well, there's two things. You like dancing is mostly it comes whenever, whatever, whatever it comes, whenever a gig comes. And when I have a gig, it's like eight hours of rehearsals, you know. And that's considered for me cardio. So what I do, so I don't do that much cardio. Well, for example, if I have a whole whole week of of job, I'm gonna dance eight eight hours seven days a week. So that's my cardio, right? So I mostly focus on, on body workout and um, body weight training or like when I have a gym weight training as well. So mostly in the morning when I wake up, the first one and a half hour is, is stretching and workout, body workout. And then um, if I don't have a job, no rehearsals, I usually around the afternoon or night, I go to a dance class Mm-hmm. like one or two hours and um now my new, i have a new hobby which is the work uh, is martial arts as well i'm working on new skills right now i'm doing like chinese martial arts 
So that's um, right now it's four times a week because I have so much time. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. So most mornings, body weight training and stretching and um, weight training. And then evenings is cardio, if you want to say, you know, like, like either martial arts or dancing. That's it. So you mentioned it was a Chinese martial art that you're yeah. learning? Which, what is yeah. it called? Wushu. 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 Yeah, you learn with like, um, you, it's empty hand or you learn with like, you learn how to deal with weapons, like straight sword and, and uh, bow stuff. I have a few videos on Instagram you can see. I'll have to check yeah. that out. That sounds super cool. A few years ago, I did some training in Kali, which is like a Polynesian knife fighting oh, nice. sort of dance thing. And I really enjoyed, well, I trained at this um, martial arts gym and I would also do these like cross training workouts with like these military guys. And mm -hmm. it was, and I did a little jujitsu as well because I wanted to learn self-defense because my house had recently been broken into. So I was really worried about like my personal safety, but it was a really fun way to, I need to go back and do some of those workouts because it's, it was a great way for me to find like the freedom of movement again, and also learning how to fall. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, for me, I do wushu mostly because of because it's very dancey and more uh, like I just want to have new challenge, new movements. Um, uh, yeah, just like new way of movements. Yeah, it's cool because when I watch you move, like I would never. This is going to sound bad. Maybe I shouldn't say it this way, but I would never think that you are in your forties, in your early forties, because you <laughs> have such a freedom of movement to your joints, like your flexibility, like. I I really enjoyed watching your videos because I hope I can like maintain that freedom of movement in my joints <laughs> as I get older. Yeah, it's body maintenance. It's chiropractor body maintenance and eat like live a healthy life, I guess. Um, yeah, like I don't drink and don't do other things and and my I mostly drink water and tea and uh, try to eat healthy. Yeah. yeah. What are your favorite kinds of food? Oh, I like a lot. I like a lot of Asian food, to be honest. Mostly like Japanese and Vietnamese food and Thai. Okay. And um, yeah, because it's always like it's always a fresh vegetable with protein and and carbs. So it's and it's easy, you know. It's you do it fast and it's done, or like yeah, yeah, and fresh as well. So I think Vietnamese food is like some of my favorite food in the world right <laughs> it's so good like the way they bring the mint and the cilantro and like the yeah. fresh herbs oh and those sauces are so good yeah you know all this all this fresh like fresh vegetables and stuff in the vietnamese kitchen comes from the french colonization you know that right i did not know that that's why a lot of vietnamese people speak french as well but it was um colonized by because we used to eat like chinese people mostly and then the it was colonized by 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 France, by the French people and then they brought in the baguette you know the banh mi that's the typical mix between Vietnamese food and, and French and then even the pho the pho is like usually like the typical Asian noodle soup and they brought in like the fresh vegetable that you can bring in there yeah wow I did not it's, know it's, that it's a mix of those two cultures <laughs> so to me, I think that it really, they took the best parts of the French cuisine because I would have to say I probably prefer Vietnamese food to French food. 
What do you think? Me too. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely to put, yeah, they they took the best best part. I mean, like French food French food is okay for like a day or two, but when I'm in France for like two or three week trip, I get like, I really start to crave those exciting flavors and the, like the freshness that, that I feel yeah. like Vietnamese food has. Sometimes the French food feels so heavy, like all the cheese. <laughs> uh, okay. For me, it's French food is like, it's just, I'm always hungry because it's always small portions. <laughs> yeah, 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 I could see that. I was curious, how did you discover On? On, um, I met the um, someone in marketing of On, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and we just started talking, and he was like, "What are you doing? What what do I do? What what do you do?" And he realized that I'm an artist, dancer, and do martial arts. And he was like, "Yeah, I wanna." And On is mostly a running shoe, right? And he was like, "I wonder how would it would perform for." for dancers or for like martial artists how does it work and i'm like i'm definitely open to try it out and so he just sent me a pair of shoes and and then and then yeah i tried them on and it was like for martial artists perfect you know like because i have there's a lot of jumps and a lot of landings and um and it gives me it gives me it gives me the perfect um stable enough i don't like i don't my angles are stable, but it also like it, it 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 um it protects me from like the shocks like of the jumps and because you like jump high and you like you'll see if you do it like if if you, if you watch my videos so it protects me a lot and the same thing with dancing like twisting and turning and, and whatever um I for dancing I take the lighter shoes not the not the heavy runner ones because they are too it's just too sticky. But the other ones are perfect for that, like twisting and and uh, and turning and and splits. <laughs> so that's how I discovered it, and I've been I've been using them ever since. And then also my dance, like if I take other shoes right now, a lot of brands just do like fashion. I mean, the shoes are expensive, but they don't really work, you know. And before, when I use other brands, they survived two months of dance classes mostly. And there's one shoe, like I, I talked to the management guy the other day, and I don't know if I'm allowed to mention his name, but um, he was like, oh, you're still wearing that shoe? I've been having it for a year now. And he's like, like, uh, and I'm like, yes, I do. And he's like, well, it's still working. I'm like, yeah, it's still working. It's still, it's, it's, it's still, it didn't break apart. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I feel like they have that really beautiful Swiss design. And I think the focus also on like the materials and the sustainability and I found the same things with my mountain running shoes with my on is that like I have this pair I ran probably I ran like five or 700 miles in the shoe in 2017 and I'm still able to keep running in them like they're lasting a really long time. So I like when products are made to last because it's a way that we can reduce our carbon footprint by not having to buy more things and and just to be able to keep them around for much longer. Have you had a chance to try out the new Cloud X? Yes, yes, I did. What, what do you think? I love, I love it for um, for martial arts because it gives me more cushion, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's as as well. It gives me more stability as well. Yeah. When I like, just, I, we have, you have to do a lot of like like um, balance stuff on one leg. And uh, and it it's just like it's just stable for me. The design the design is basically the same, 
like your mom is a little bit thicker. Yeah. <laughs> but I like thicker shoes anyway. So yeah. That's awesome. So what kind of projects are you working on currently? Right. The last, uh, I just, I just wrapped up one project. I did a music video with, uh, what's his name? Um, I'm so bad. Like a piece and Maluma. Whoa. Yeah. The song is called feel the beats. It's just came, a music video just came out and that was my latest one. And now I'm, I'm in castings and stuff like that. I have a other project lined up for a music video for a German band, but I don't, it's um, not on, undisclosed and I don't even know their name so yeah so that's it but it's also um it's also pandemic season right now so we don't ever you, you might book a job but they might postpone it for another week and another week and another week and actually tomorrow but now you know what another month so and um I always was supposed to like, usually July I'm always traveling around Europe and teaching all these places I was supposed to go to Mallorca to teach and Switzerland to teach but um all these events like there was like a, a big dance event and um they had to cancel it you know and now the country's open again but it's too late to to do like to call all those um dance troops to come together and so it has been canceled or postponed for not next year so yeah i'm i'm yeah the only part i'm doing right now is this music video that i'm waiting for to get a to get um, a definite date to shoot. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty right now for especially for creative people. I know it's yeah. tough. It's been <laughs> tough for sure. Like at first I was like this is okay like we can make bread and adapt and do all these other things, but now I'm getting I I think it the the physical distancing part is really hard to be apart from people because as humans, like we're such social creatures and it's so unnatural not to give people hugs and not to shake hands (laughs) and like that feeling of touch and the connection. I feel like that part is very, it's getting, it's getting old. (laughs) Yeah. For me, for me, it's mostly, you know, like the first three months, I was like easy because I'm alone anyway. I'm like, oh, easy. I start baking and doing stuff and cooking and, 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 but now it's more like, it's more like for me, I just want a sense of direction because the, the media and the information out there is just conflicting. The one people says, the media says this and, the president says that you know like you never like like what make up your mind guys and let us know you know yeah the same thing with like with training for me like okay i make up my mind in a year or in six months we go on tour and then we're gonna work until that but this is the i cannot i'm i i it's hard for me to function when they say okay you know what we're gonna go on tour in three months or oh, actually maybe four months, uh, maybe six months or maybe, no, you can go. No, you cannot go on tour. Well, the tour is open. Uh, the stadiums are open. No, they're not open. And uh, actually, you know what? We're going to go bankruptcy and we're going to fight. It's just like, and that's like for me more, um, it's like, it's annoying. And um, like if people believe in COVID or not, the fact is for me that um, like, all the dance studios are still closed, you know. I'm, for example, I'm teaching Zoom classes right now a lot for for the studios, but a lot of my teacher friends, they are burned out teaching in their living room to imaginary friends, you know, because 
Because the thing is, like, if I teach Zoom class, I'm like really far away from the screen, so you can you need to see my whole body. So I don't see you. So I, but I'm motivating you, and I'm teaching my imaginary friends for an hour. <laughs> I know my half sister. She's a choreographer in Brooklyn, and she's just refused to do much Zoom meeting because she's just like, I, I'm not going to do it. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's it's too hard. And I had to do. I do some like corporate keynote speaking, and I had to do a keynote on Zoom. And it's so weird when you deliver this thing, and then there's no applause, and there's no feedback, and there's it's so weird. I'm just here at my house. Like, yeah, <laughs> it is so weird. I know. I really hope that we have a vaccine sooner than later, so we can get back on the road and get back to 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 influencing people in real life and having those, not just virtual. Like, virtual is powerful, but it's so much more powerful to have that eye to eye communication and that real life interaction. So, what do you like in your dreams? Like, what do you want your legacy to be? that's big words i know that's a hard that's a hard question no i think it's the same it's similar like actually the same what i said before um i i just think in i think it's smaller steps so what i do is i try to live a healthy life and try to make myself happy you know like following my dreams following my passion um and by doing so i might get to inspire other people to do the same, you know, follow their passion, not, not live a life guided by fear, but live a life guided by, by your dreams and your passion, you know, and love. And I mean, worst case scenario, I'll just influence my sister and she does the same and best case scenario, I get famous and other people see the same thing too. And I inspire more people, you know, maybe that's going to be my baby probably my legacy. I don't know, you know, make a few ha- people happy along the way. That's it. <laughs> well, I think that is so powerful. And that's a wonderful call to action and a great way to end today's interview. So I wanted to thank you so much for spending this time with me and sharing your story with us today. Thank you for the podcast. And thank you for your questions. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice to meet you. Now that you're warmed up from your run, we're going to get into our 15-minute strength workout. I'm turning it over to Don Saladino, one of the most respected trainers in the business. He's trained celebrities such as Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, and Hugh Jackman. And he's created a 15-minute workout inspired by the athlete on today's episode. If you'd like to see videos of these workouts, go to www.on-running.com slash remixed. Grab a resistance band if you have one. If you don't have access to a resistance band, each exercise can be modified without resistance. Just follow Don's lead without the band. Over to you, Don. Thanks, Caroline. These are exercises inspired by the athlete. Vietz is based on core and stability. To do these, we're going to need a band and a safe area to be able to perform a wall handstand on. So if you have a tree or maybe there's a a safe structure around your home, that's terrific also. I'm gonna set a clock right now for 40 seconds of work, 20 seconds of rest. We have six movements ahead of us and we're going to perform three rounds of these six movements. And I'm gonna be walking everyone through every step of the way, so don't worry. The first movement we're going to begin with is a thoracic bridge. So I need you to get on all fours and prepare to flip your dog over while the belt buckle is driving to the ceiling. 
We're gonna start in three, two, one, let's go. So the thoracic bridge, we are strengthening the glutes, we're opening up the hip flexors, and we are focusing on thoracic rotation and thoracic extension. So this is a tremendous exercise to get the body strong, but also develop mobility. And we are not gonna be rushing through this set. We're going to be taking our time, continuing to breathe, and allowing ourselves to relax into the stretch. We've got 10 seconds to go. Seven, five, four, three, two, one. Great job. We're gonna grab that band now. We're gonna go into a banded monster walk. We're gonna perform three to five reps in the forward direction, three to five reps in the reverse. If you can, take a quick water break because we're going to start in five, four, three, two, one. Let's get moving. The banded monster walk. We're taking a big deliberate step on one leg, a big deliberate step on the other leg, and we're going to perform that three to five times, then going in reverse. I almost want you to feel somewhat robotic here, focusing on glute activation, Focusing on arm positioning. When one leg lands, that opposite arm is going in that same direction. We've got 10 seconds. Great job, everyone. In five, four, three, two, one. Terrific. Let's kick that band off now. We're going to go into a rear foot elevated split squat. So we need to find a chair or some type of a park bench or um, a step. We're gonna elevate that back leg. Get ready to go in three, two, one. Let's get moving. Dropping that back leg to the ground. Driving back up. Making sure that our spine, that we're not collapsing, that our shoulders are in a good position. Understanding that we're going to be working the quads, the hamstrings, the glutes. We're working a lot on our balance. Our legs are going to be burning here, I promise you. Because 40 seconds is a lot of time under tension. We're almost there. We got 10 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's catch our breath. Let's grab a quick drink of water. Control our breathing. We're going to perform the other leg now. And we're going to do that in 10 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Let's finish up that other side. Dropping that knee down, driving back up. And understanding that if we lose our balance for a second, that's okay. That's part of all this. These unilateral lower body exercises are incredibly challenging. And no matter what your sport is, in my opinion, it's, it's a movement that we should be adding in. 10, 9, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Great job. We're going to go grab that band now. So we've done a lot to our lower body. We need to start complementing it with some upper body posterior chain work. So much work we do is with the anterior chain, so we need to work that back half of the body. 
We're going to go into that band split. Let's go. Let's get started. 40 seconds. Keeping our arms straight, bands around our wrists, opening our hands back, almost like we're doing a reverse fly. And then bringing our hands together where we're almost clapping. So reversing our hands all the way back, bringing our hands together where they're almost clapping. Elbows are straight. Feeling it in the upper back muscles. Maybe feeling like your range of motion is becoming a bit limited because this is becoming a little too challenging. Continue to breathe. Take a break if you need. We've got two, one, and rest. Let's go over to a tree or a wall. We're going to do a wall handstand where we're either going to kick up or we're going to walk up. The thing I want you to remember here is I'm not expecting anyone to hold that handstand for 40 seconds. So we can kick up and kick down as we need. Try and get some good handstand practice in. In three, two, one. Let's get up into the handstand position. Now, I'm not expecting everyone to be vertical, but I'm expecting this to be something that we're going to work on and we're going to try and gradually improve. The first time doing these are going to feel very awkward. So just make sure no matter what, you're staying in a safe position. And if you feel like at any time you've got to walk your body down, please do so. We've got 10 more seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Great job. Now we're going to lay flat on our back. We're going to go into abandoned hamstring stretch. 40 seconds on each side. This is going to be more of an active recovery movement here. Viet pays so much attention to his mobility, and we want to make sure that you are also. Four, three, two, one. Let's pull one leg back as we're laying flat on the ground. The band should be around your foot. And we're going to hold and we're going to breathe in that position for 40 seconds. If you need to bend the knee a bit, that's fine. Viet has such tremendous hamstring flexibility that he doesn't need to, but we all have different limitations and we're all at different levels. And the goal is to work to get there. We've got 10 more seconds. You guys are doing great. Five, four, three, two, one. You got 20 seconds of rest, and then we're going to go right back into that other leg, which will complete round one. We only have three rounds, but this will catch up on you. Four, three, two, one. Last 40 seconds. Come on. Not straining here. Relaxing into the stretch. Feeling good about round one right now, understanding what the movements are like, realizing right now that you are doing a lot better for your body. And that we're training with some purpose here. Ten more seconds. Five. Four, three, two, one, rest. Okay, great. So we have 20 seconds. That's the eight-minute mark. We've got three rounds total of this. So that should take you about 24 minutes total. We're going to get started again with that thoracic bridge. In five, four, 
three, two, one. Let's flip over. Let's get our hips driving to the ceiling. Feeling like that the hand that's on the ground that we're stabilizing through our lat and not our shoulder. Feeling like our chest, our shoulders, our back, our hips, everything is opening up. Going from the right side to the left side, mindfully, we're not rushing. We're noting how our bodies are feeling. You might be a little sore from a workout the other day. That's all good. We're helping to repair and recover the body right now. Got three, two, one. Let's throw that band around our ankles. We're going to go into that banded monster walk now. Three to five steps forward, three to five steps backwards. Get ready to go in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go with that band and monster walk. The one thing all these amazing athletes have in common is lower body strength. It's something that's always needed. These band and monster walks are going to help with that lower body stability, that, that glute strength. Pushing through a little bit of that burn right now. We got 10 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's rest. Let's kick that band off. We're going to go on that rear foot elevated split squat. We need to find that chair, that park bench, that step, something where we can elevate that back leg. We're going to get started in 10 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's get rolling. Driving that back knee down to the ground, but not touching the ground. Realizing that we may have limitations from that right to left side. That's fine. That's part of this all. Understanding that if we lose balance for a second, that's okay. Take a deep breath, reset, and continue to try to improve each rep. Ten seconds to go. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm going to switch legs. We've got 15 more seconds of rest. Catching your breath really quickly. Five, four, three, two. One, let's get going again. The rear foot elevated split squat is one of my all-time favorite lower body movements. Driving that knee down to the ground, maintaining proper posture, allowing the spine to tilt forward a bit, but making sure that our shoulders aren't collapsing forward, that our spine is not going into flexion or rounding forward. We never want that lower back Rounded. 10 more seconds to go. Four, three, two, one. Terrific. Let's grab that band. Let's go into that band split. We got to work on some upper body now. We need to strengthen the area of that posterior chain or upper back. These are our postural muscles. Four, three, 
three, two, one. And let's go into that reverse fly standing where our arms are straight. I know for the amount of computer work that people are doing nowadays, this is a tremendous exercise for that. So if you're sitting a lot, if you're driving a car a lot, if you're working on a computer, just life in general, this is going to really help us out posturally, bring some balance into our upper body. We've got 10 seconds to go. Five, four, three, two, one. Terrific. We're going to go into that wall handstand now. So let's find a tree. Let's find a wall, some type of a safe support structure. Remember, I'm not expecting anyone to hold this for 40 seconds. We're going to walk up or kick up. We can hold for five seconds. We can walk back down. We can reset. Let's just get the work in. In three, two, one. Let's do it. Just being mindful of our hand position, trying to push your body away from the floor. Feeling like that our lats are shaking a bit, that are engaged. Bringing our rib position down, not allowing our ribs to flare that much. We may not be able to do that, but just being mindful of the position. And understanding that this might be new to a lot of you. If we want to improve something, we need to practice. In five, four, three, two, one. Let's grab that band. We're going to go into that banded hamstring stretch, finding a flat, safe area to lay down on, wrapping that band around our feet. One foot at a time, of course. In five, four, three, two, one. Pull that one leg back. Relax into the stretch. Straighten the leg, bend the leg, move it around a bit. We've got 40 seconds of work, but this is going to feel very relaxed, almost like we're doing an active recovery here. Forty seconds total, then we're going to switch legs. Ten more seconds. Four, three, two, one. We got 20 seconds. We're going to perform the last leg of our second round. Get ready to go in four, three, two, one. Pulling that leg back, breathing, relaxing into that stretch. Focusing on that breath, big inhale, big exhale. And we have five more seconds. Terrific. That's round two done. We're going to get started in about 15. Going back into that thoracic bridge. One more round to go. We're just about 
16 minutes in right now, and we've got one more round to go. Let's start with that thoracic bridge in three, two, one. Let's get going. Breathing, being mindful of our positioning. Allowing ourselves to stop for a second, take a deep breath, moving into the other side of the body. We got 20 seconds to go. And in this 40 second period of time, you might only perform two reps on each side. That is completely fine. I do not want us to rush here. This is not about rushing reps into a short period of time. In five, four, three, two, one. Let's grab that band. Let's get ready to perform the monster walk. We're gonna get started in about 10 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Bands and band and monster walks three to five reps forward, three to five reps backwards. Continuously changing direction. Making sure we're matching the amount of walks that we perform forward to backwards. Widening the feet a little bit. Feeling like we're engaging our glutes a little bit more. Breathing as we're performing this, landing softly, very mindfully, with strength, with stability. And rest. Let's go in our rear foot elevated split squat. So I want you to kick that band off. Let's go find a chair, that same step that we were using, some sort of an elevation. This is your third round, so you know what you're doing. We're gonna get ready in five, four, three, two, one. Let's perform 40 seconds on one side. Driving that knee up and down with stability, with tempo. I want us to feel like that we are almost the second hand of a clock, a metronome. Every rep looks the exact same. Even when you start to feel that burn, that tension build up, we're going to continually try and push through that. We've got 10 seconds to go. Five, four, three, two, one. We have 20 seconds of rest now, and then we're going to go into the other side of our rear foot elevated split squat. You guys are doing great. We're almost through round three. This workout is almost completed. Feel good about this. Really trying to tack this last set though. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go into that rear foot elevated. Switching legs, 40 straight seconds. Pushing it a little bit more than we did on rounds one and two. Understanding this is our last round. Being a little bit more mindful, staying present. Not thinking about that meeting that you have afterwards or an appointment that you have today. This is the time for yourself. We've got 10 more seconds to go. Five, four, three, two, one. I know you felt that one. We're going to grab the band now and go into our band splits. Remember, this is the reverse fly where we're standing. 
I want you to keep your glutes tight to avoid any arching in your lower back. Pulling those hands back in three, two, one. We got 40 seconds of band splits. Round three right now. This one's going to start catching up on you. Try and stay out of your neck here. Make sure that we have space between our shoulders and our ears. That we're pulling with the muscles of our upper back, of our posterior chain. That we're continuing to work on those postural muscles. That we're continuing to breathe. And that we're feeling strong right now because we are very happy that we've done such a good job so far. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's kick that band off. Let's go find that safe wall or tree structure where we're going to perform our last set of handstands. We're going to get going in five seconds, either walking up or kicking up. Three, two, one, 40 seconds. Remember, I'm not expecting everyone to hold this for 40 seconds. It could be five seconds. It could be two seconds. could be 10. It doesn't matter. Let's just get into position, breathe, feel safe, walk, or kick your body down. No matter what, we have to feel safe during these movements, but we're going to get you to get out of your comfort zone a bit. Got 10 seconds to go. You guys are doing great. Continue to breathe. You're shaking. You're feeling this a bit. I understand. Trust me, I've been there. In three, two, one. Awesome. Let's grab that band. Let's close it out with our banded hamstring stretch. I want you to wrap that band around your foot. I want you to lay on the ground. It's probably one of the best feelings you've had all day because you know how easy and relaxed this one needs to be. In five, four, three, two, one. Let's pull one leg back and breathe and relax into that stretch. Let's relax into that. I want you to get your body to recover now. We're going to try and calm our thoughts, getting our body parasympathetic, Getting everything to slow down. The heart rate's been up a bit. We're 20, almost 23 minutes in right now, so we're feeling this. In three, two, one. 20 seconds off. Get reset. Take your time. Wrapping that band around our foot. Getting ready to pull that opposite leg back. In five, four, three. Two, one. Let's go back into that now. Pulling the leg back, relaxing into our stretch. 40 seconds. Lower back's flat. Feeling a pull in the hamstrings. A very comfortable stretch. It shouldn't be too strenuous. Making sure if we ever want to push the stretch a little bit more that we relax into the stretch. Ten seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. It's a great job. Guys, that was a tough workout. And I want to take a second to thank Ann and Caroline and 
all the athletes I've worked with to help assist in creating these programs. Um, I, I've recommending the Cloud X for these workouts is something that just fits into my life because if you notice any of the videos I ever do, every time I'm wearing on running sneakers and my clientele's wearing them as well and we just absolutely love them. So that, you know they're built to handle explosive dynamic movements in all directions and fast paced runs. It's a lightweight powerhouse and adaptable all-rounder that works in and outdoors. And I just am so honored to be working with these guys. If you guys have any questions ever, if you want to check out what I'm doing, you can go to at Don Saladino on Instagram or all of the social platforms. I'm looking forward to hopefully meeting in the future. Thanks, everyone. If you order the Cloud X now, On will give you a free resistance band made in Germany by Blackroll to maximize your running remix workout while stocks last. Special thanks to Avery Sandak for his help with the audio on today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend and rate and review it so other people can find it. Until next time.